Hello, everyone. It's Dr. W, the host of the podcast, Grief Glasses. For today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing my big sister, Erica Washington. So Erica, I want to thank you for joining the show today. And I'm really interested in hearing what story you will share with the audience of pain and grief. And before we get into your story, I always like to ask my guests this question, and that is, what comes to mind when you hear the term grief? Losing someone or something that you can't replace. Okay. And with that setting the tone for your story, what will be the story you will share today in terms of how you've experienced pain and grief um, in the past? I would have to say it was the death of both of my parents in 2010, my father, and 2014, my mother. So just dealing with that as a daughter, losing a parent at a relatively young age to me, which is, um, you can't even describe it, you can't even describe it, how I would how I can relate. If you could just take that day back, that day never happens. You go for it. Nobody gets sick. Everybody's healthy. Be perfect. Yeah, I know we've had some conversations in the past. We have them from time to time where we talk about if you could go back to a time period in the past, where where would you go back to? And each time we talk about that, we always pick a time when both mom and dad were living. Um, Absolutely. Probably for me. Huh? Sorry. Go ahead. I think that that helps to expand on what you said about when everyone is healthy there, you know, you can take the the day back when you find out about the illness or the sickness. So go ahead and and share a little more about, about that. Yeah. That that memory, whatever good memory you have, it always, uh, it brings them back. So you can always relive it over and over. So if I had to pick a time when I would go back, probably to me when I was playing college basketball and you guys would come up and visit me at some games. I was playing in Louisville, Kentucky, and everybody was there. Everybody was laughing, having a good time. And knowing those times will last forever, so you just had to learn to cherish at that time what you were going through. It was awesome. Never forget it. Yeah. So you 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 remember some of those good moments. Um, I, I don't know if you remember this when you talk about you remembering good moments, but I believe this is before. I don't know if your dad had passed or if mom had passed, but I remember you saying you were going to work one day, and I think it may have been a coworker said, "Hey, why the long face?" And you you mentioned to the to that person that. Oh, you know, I'm just thinking my parents are getting older and I want to spend more time. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just don't, it happens so fast. Life is just going through, it's not really trying to go through the motion, but you, you live in your life, they're living their lives. You have things that you're concerned with and so are they. And before you know it, they're older, they're in the late 70s, they're early 80s, which when most things health-wise start to actually take place. But yes, just remembering that moment and thinking, I wish I could do more. I wish I really didn't have to work, but I could just spend as much time as I wanted to with them, honestly, if that was the case. But 
not to be. So, and when you trying to deal with it, you talk about doing more and spending more time. Well, I think out of the family, I can say this 100%. And I, I think every other sibling would back me up on this. I think out of all of us, you did the most. Um, I think you did the most just because that's just your heart. That's just who you are as a person. You know, they didn't ask you to do the things you did. You chose to do those things you did. One of the memories that I remember is I had just started, I just moved to North Carolina and started my very first job post um, all of my schooling. And I remember you wanting to take a family trip and it sounded really exciting. And you wanted us all to go, mom, dad, their siblings. And the icing on the cake was, you said, I'll pay for everyone. And there were quite a few of us. There were, you know, it was mom and dad, all of us, uh, mom's mm-hmm. sister came along. So I know that wasn't mm-hmm. an inexpensive uh, trip to, to sponsor, but that just speaks nope. to what you, you wanted to do, not just for mom and dad, but for our family. For everybody. No, no, but it was well worth it. Every penny. I would do yeah. it again if I could in a heartbeat. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. But that just, you had that idea, you know, I never thought on such a grand scale of what could I do for the family to bring us together? And it did, it brought us together, you know, at, at Christmas time. And, it, it, you know, I still remember the trip, many detailed pieces of that trip. Uh, and we laugh about some of the things that mom said, getting on to us for some of our behavior. Certainly. And even yeah, some of the things definitely. dad did. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Those were some really good moments, some good memories. And in talking about memories, let's talk a little bit about mom. Talk a little bit about, you know, what your relationship was like with mom and and learning about her illness and what that may have done for you emotionally or spiritually in terms of what changed for you. Man, it is really, I was really taken aback. It's really just, almost literally destroyed me. I can definitely remember when she was ill and she was going through her illness. And I remember like walking her down the hallway with her IV pole so you know she can get strong so we can get out of the hospital. And I'm looking at her, I'm like saying to myself, I didn't realize that mom was so short because to me, she was always bigger than life itself. I never even, it never dawned on me to, I was standing inside her and looking down and I saw that her stature was short, but definitely not short and heart and mind and soul and everything else for me, for sure. Right, right. And so Better than life itself. when you found out that she was sick, you said it, it kind of took you aback. What, what were some oh of the things was... that came to mind for you? Well, first of all, I didn't want her to go through that sickness. I know the sickness she went through was very painful, difficult to deal with. Actually, family members, it's, it's difficult for everyone involved. And knowing that she would get progressively worse at some point, you know, she wouldn't be able to probably communicate or she wouldn't realize we were there. And that was just really not looking forward to those moments. You know, I just didn't want her to suffer as long as she, if she could have suffered less, I would have been okay with it. But for her to get not sick at all would have been, you know, ideal. Right, right. Um, So what do you think your role was as a, sibling and as a daughter during her sickness oh just being supportive and being there for her whatever she needed and and how were you able to do that 
What, what do you um, see as your contribution? Um, not, well, may, not really financial, maybe slightly financially, but uh, just being there supportive and communication and, you know, just, just actually just being there supportive. I know, I know what you're going through over here. I'm not going to go anywhere until, you know, this is settled to the illness takes its course. It's going to be here for however long it takes. So whatever you need me to do, clean, cook, not that I cook that well, but I will try or I could order out. You know, know that. Possibly. Yeah. That would probably be the better option. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you talk about just being there, I remember when we were all there towards the final moments and you being you, you always kept the mood light, funny. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this, but I still have video. We were, we were in the hospital um, before mm-hmm. we were in her home <laughs> and you were clowning around and mom in her life. head was thinking, oh my gosh, here we go again. Exactly. Uh, looked up at you and you're like, oh, mom, do you need something? Do you need something? Do you remember that day? Yes, I do. And (laughs) and so I think was it the for you keeping the mood light that that helped with your own dealing with seeing the transition or was that more for us as a family collective? I think I think everyone as well, because initially when mom was first diagnosed in the hospital and stuff and we we're sitting around the hospital room and she said she looks around she said all I see is like five or six long faces I don't know how long how many else is uh-huh. there yeah. so I know she didn't want us to look to just go through that feeling like that without having a chance to laugh and relive some of the you know times where, you know we had happier times absolutely right being silly yeah right. which you you know how to do well exactly it's my expertise Right. So and I, I think that did it, it did make us laugh. It kept us laughing. And I think it probably helped her to have some sense of comfort and peace. Mm-hmm. Know we were smiling and laughing and, and not that, having that those. We'll be, yeah. Sad moments that we'll be OK. Yeah. We'll, we'll, be okay. we'll get through it. We'll get, yeah, we'll get through it and we'll be OK. That's yeah. all she really wanted to know. Yeah. So. I want to go a little further into the final moments. I remember the day she did pass and you know, mom was a librarian, so she loved to read and she was in a room that day. She didn't leave the room. And I remember going back to the room and you were in the bed with her. And do you remember what you were doing at that time? Was I reading to her? I can't. You were reading to her. Yeah. And I, um, you asked me, you should, you, you asked her if she wanted you to read to her and she said, yes. And so I thought that was really special because that was something mom enjoyed doing. She loved reading just exactly. about anything. A exactly. Newspaper, yep. Anything. A yeah. Exactly. She, she loved to read. And so even in her final moments, she wanted to do things and be surrounded by things she enjoyed. And exactly. for you to be able to offer that to her and, and us and others too, not just you, but that you right. knew enough that, hey, this is something mom really enjoyed. And so we're we're in these final moments and we knew that. And instead of kind of sulking in the, the final moments, you, you chose something that would be enjoyable to her. So right. I thought that that Absolutely. was um, a very special moment. And, and even when you were reading to her, I was actually in my room reading 
Um, and I picked up my love from reading from mom. And I think you did too. You're, we're both avid readers. And exactly. I know for so me, that. yeah, every time I read something, I'll, something always takes me back to something mom said or did. I don't know if you have similar moments in your reading, uh, but I think having those kind of memories are really special. That's a special memory for you alone in, in that time period when mom was really in her final moments of life. Um, right. And so once, you know, things came full circle and, you know, we took care of everything according to her will, um, when it was time for you to go back home, what was that like for you? What changed in oh, life? What, come back to California? Yes. Oh, uh, well, of course, it was devastating to know that I would never be able to hear a voice or see her in, in this lifetime on this side. So that alone. So for a long time, you know, I wish I would call if her her voicemail, I could hear a voicemail or a voice recording of her just to hear a voice again. Mm-hmm. To me, that was it. Yeah. Can you tell the story about the time that it was after she had passed and how you kept getting the call from her phone number and so did the rest of us. Can you talk about that story? I think it's a really fascinating story and I think it was a way of her spirit connecting back to us. Totally. So I'm on the train commuting back and forth to work and I'm there working a thousand hours as I do. So I'm trying to last take a quick nap and my phone just kept ringing and sickening just would not stop. So I'm thinking eventually it's one of my siblings called and I just leave a message that wasn't the case. So after like maybe the 20th time that phone kept ringing, I picked it up. I looked at the number and it said it was for mom's cell number. Totally freaked me out for a second, but I totally believe in divine and spirituality. So I looked at it and I said it very slowly and hesitantly, mom, is that you? And then everybody said their phones ringing at the same time at that exact moment. So that was her just reaching out, just letting us know where she is and she's okay. I thought that was fantastic to get that. I agree. Fantastic. Yeah. And that, you know, and and it was, when you told the story, I was like, oh my God, my phone was ringing too. And then we started sharing it with everyone else. We shared the stories with everybody. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah. That was just her amazing way of still keeping us close and connect, keeping us connected. Um, So let's switch gears and, and, Talk a little bit about dad. I, I think out of all of us, you carry a lot of dad in you. You're you're even keel. Uh, you you have a heart of gold. And you always try to do the right thing. And that was dad's motto. So exactly. dad preceded mom and death. Um, but talk a little bit about what you remember about dad and the, the good moments. And then when things turned to where he became ill. Dad definitely had a, a generous spirit, always awesome attitude, definitely upbeat. Uh, let me try to share some things I can remember. Um, and I, I was I was doing so much in, when I was in high school. It was kind of hard to. He wasn't able really to go to a lot of my games because he was always working. But pretty much for me, we were just spending time and time there at home watching TV or having having dinner you know, laughing and joking about something. Mm-hmm. That was about it for me. So, so when he took sick, 
Um, and, you know, dad had been in and out of the hospital a few times before, nothing of a right. long stay. But the certainly the last time was uh, it was different and it was quite different in terms of how fast things progressed with his health. Right. So talk a little bit about that journey of finding out he was sick and then just how quick things did did happen. Definitely. Yeah, I believe I got the call from you. You said he was sick and he was in the hospital. So when I first got to the hospital, I was not prepared to see him hooked up to a ventilator and you could tell he had lost weight and he just didn't look like himself. It was just, wow. That was really shocking to see because he was also always so strong, just working, moving, active all the time, without a doubt. And to see him like that, demoralizing to me. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you get older, things happen, you get sick. You know, hope, I was hoping for a better outcome. You know, I was hoping he, he he got well before he can come out of this, he can get better, he can get well again. But as it went on, the doctor told us that was that was it. You know, facing the finality of it was really difficult because you know I was it was a very difficult time for me. But I managed. You know. Yeah, because you know you're right. He was always a strong man. He he worked the day yeah. before he went into the hospital. So to know he worked the day before and the next day he couldn't get out of bed, that was really Horrible. shocking. Um, Very shocking. And hard to kind of grasp to know yes. that things had changed, you know, just so swiftly. That fast, and, that drastically. That yeah. Um, and so we moved him to Little Rock because he had to move from Camden. They didn't have the proper care to really care for his nature of illness. It, and right. We immediately went to ICU, you know, because it was serious. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't remember it, maybe two weeks, maybe a little longer than two weeks, but it was about a two week, two and a half weeks before, you know, that was, that was about the time frame. Um, and I, do you remember the day of, I, I remember it because I remember for me, I was trying to, it was a difficult time because I was trying to comfort mom and mm -hmm. also be in the room with dad to let him know you're right. not here by yourself, you know, and all right. the family was there. You know, we were all there, but right. mom especially just didn't want to be in the room. I knew it was difficult yeah. for her. And definitely difficult for her. And I remember a lot of years together. Right. And I remember we were sitting outside in front of the hospital. I was sitting with mom and you came and got me and told me I should come to the room. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I was uh, vaguely kind of foggish for me. Okay. I'm sure I probably did, but vaguely. You came and got me, but we were all in the room when he passed. So describe mm -hmm. that moment for me. We were in that room. It was very emotional. Pretty much everyone was crying. You know, it was everyone was crying. Everyone was emotional. We just will tell him, you know, it's okay, Dad. You can go. We'll be fine. We'll make it, you know. And I can remember when I was at home sometime, he would always tell me, you know, you better enjoy me while you can because I'm not always going to be here. He would always tell me that. So mm -hmm. to, to the form, you have to always, while people are here alive now, you have to take time out to enjoy them, love them, let them know, because before you know it, that's it. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be forever. Right. Nope. Nope. Not right. at all. I totally agree. And I'm glad we were able to enjoy some good moments with dad and mom. Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. 
now that, you know, things are really truly full circle now, it's been uh, 10 years since dad has passed and five Mm -hmm. since mom has passed. Where are you now? You're healing. Where are you in that healing journey? Well, I don't, I think I'm in the healing process, but it's usually days don't ever go by without me thinking about them, thinking about something. I'm in the car. I'm thinking about a moment. It makes me laugh. It, it'll, 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 they'll be to, to the day I die to always be continued. But as far as healing, I mean, I've learned that, you know, it's, it's part of life. Death is part of life. So, of course, you get on with your life. You don't ever get over it. You never forget it, but you just have to deal with it. Right. And that, that really is a nice way of summing it up. So to kind of wrap the interview up, I always like to close with something positive that someone else may can benefit from your story of pain and grief. And that is, I think that it's important for people to have a survival toolkit. And if you were to yeah. recommend to someone something that you think would be helpful for them to have in their survival toolkit as they deal with pain and grief, what would that look like? Um, a survival, well, pretty much, uh, I think you should be in communication with your loved one, someone that understood was going through the same thing you went through that can, you can talk to on a regular basis. I miss this person. Can we talk about what happened then and there? Just someone to me, I saw communication. So you're not by yourself. You're not alone. Okay. So staying connected with people that you trust and and that you love and care about. Okay. Absolutely. And I think that is, that's beautiful thing to have those, those people in your life and to, to know that that's a a resource. So I, I agree with that. And that certainly has helped me Uh, coming from a large family. I think it's helped a lot to deal with the loss of mom and dad. Well, uh, Erica, it's it's been a pleasure, and I always like to close out my interviews with with this tag, and that's just to keep people inspired and hopeful in life as they deal with pain and grief, and that is never judge anything before it's time. In time and with perspective, your pain and grief will take its proper place in your life. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining, Erica. It's been a pleasure. 